All right, welcome back, pool fans from across the country and around the world. You're listening to American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week, and I'll be joined by Mr. Mark Cantrell of the Legends and Champions Report. How you doing, Mark? Good, thanks, Dave. Good. Today is uh, March the 24th, 2016, and the show is brought to you in part by Q Sports International, creating more choices for more players. And you know what's coming up? I guess it's Easter season, Mark, right? It's spring. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw that Cadbury, who make the wonderful eggs, <laughs> uh, no, no longer going to be putting Easter eggs in case they offend somebody. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, stop doing it. Right? Oh, my goodness. Are they just going to call are, them, like, spring eggs or something? Or did... I guess just Cadbury eggs. I don't, I don't really know what they're going to do. It's... it's uh, I said state. I read it on uh, uh, Facebook. The people are putting up the petitions to say, "Don't eat Cadbury eggs." But you got to be freaking kidding me! Cadbury eggs are the best eggs in the freaking world. <laughs> I mean, the, the chocolate is delicious. I mean, like you're not. You have to do more than that to upset me. But I'm upset that they're doing it. Yeah, and somebody uh, said, if we went to another country, they wouldn't hold their religious, you know, holidays <laughs> or call it Ramadan, Ramadan, if, you know, if it was the other way around. Uh, for us. Yeah, that's true. So there we go. There's my political uh, statement <laughs> of the day. You want to talk more about spring and eggs? Huh? Uh, spring and eggs and flowers and, uh, let's see, uh, uh, chickens. I don't know. I went... Uh, I guess Easter Sunday's coming up, so uh, if if you're inclined to celebrate Easter, I hope you have a nice one and uh, a nice little holiday for yourselves. <laughs> What's going on in the pool world, Mark? Um, you know, uh, they just had this cool Illinois State Championship up here, the ACS did, and uh, at the same time they held, uh, what do you call it, uh, the Trick Shot, uh, t- 2016 Trick Shot U.S. Open also. And uh, there's a guy by the name of Matthew Weber, who's 14 right now. He was out there and competed for the first time at a professional event, uh, for the first time as a trick shot artist. Uh, you may have seen him all over the web. He's kind of like this little phenomenon thing. So um, we're going to talk to him a little bit later on in the show and uh, see how his first event went and uh, all that kind of good stuff. So stick around if you want to hear Matt. Um for now, though, we're going to jump to the headlines. Um, we just had... Uh, were you in China, Mark? We just had the, the, the China 8-ball finish up. Did you go to that? I did, no, I didn't make it to China. No, you didn't <laughs> Didn't have a few extra minutes to run over there real quick? Well, I was, I was considering it, but, you know, it's really not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I didn't. But, you know, I'll tell you... Um, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You, uh... Oh no, I was, I was just going to mention. Uh, Mr. Mike Howerton was out there. He did some uh, uh, footage for that and or commentating, I guess, is what I meant to say. Uh, when he gets over his jet lag and gets a, a cheeseburger in him, we'll we'll get to talking to him about it and see how his trip was. I, I think it would have been pretty fun to see an event of that caliber go down like it's a it's kind of a big deal over there there's a lot of money and a lot of 
pomp and circumstance around it. So it was probably probably a pretty cool experience, I would think. Yeah, probably they have parades. Yeah, yeah. Uh, through, through the streets with like thousands of people for yeah, this. Absolutely. Uh, welcoming the players. They had them on the top of buses like they do when the you know when teams win the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. And that right. kind of thing, and uh, you know, had all the players coming through. Yeah, that's what I mean. People cheering, holding signs up, pictures of their favorite players. Yeah, that's crazy to 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 imagine Look, all of that around a pool event. That you know what I mean. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, I would love to have seen that. So I imagine he's got a couple of cool stories to tell. And of course, c- congratulations uh, to China uh, for keeping the title this year. Um, Simming and she took the men's and uh, women's and men's titles respectively. Uh, Mike Hill came really close. Or did I say his name, Mike? Yeah, Mike Hill. Mick Hill came really close to to pulling the title in that one, but he couldn't. But so. I, I, hey, whatever you know, I, I'm sure it was a blast. Um, we had. I wonder if uh, I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's some kind of a coincidence here with this, or if it's uh, uh, an English thing. Um, when you look, last year the uh, World Chinese Eight Ball was won by Darren Appleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year he came third, and second place, as he said, was McHale, mm-hmm. who's also an English fellow, his first uh, major. Tournament, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, major pro tournament. So he did very well there. And then on the ladies' side, uh, Kelly Fisher came second. Yeah, yeah, that's true also, too. Uh, these guys are all from these guys are all from Yorkshire, where I'm from. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, is there? You know, seriously, you've got out of the uh, top six, let's say three, uh, top three in men's, top three in women's. You've got uh, half of them are English. Yeah, that is true. That is true. And so, what you're saying is you're you're in the wrong business, then, huh? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think you know. I think it is. I think it's they're used to snooker, and those Chinese eight ball tables have what you might call snooker pockets. Right. It's just like a miniature so, version. So yeah. They're a little bit more used to it. Yeah. Uh, maybe, but you know, I do want to say this real quick. Even though Kelly Fisher didn't win, she's—I tell you what—she's had you know some heart surgery. I think she's had two different operations. Yeah, and uh, maybe the last—and I'm, I'm going to say twelve months. It might be a little bit longer than that. And every time she has one of these heart operations, she comes right back. She looks fit as a fiddle. She looks fantastic. And she's playing fantastic as well. After the first one, she did really well. I think she won. She won something big then, and then you know to come second in the Chinese eight ball, um, you know, is is fantastic as well. So God bless her. I mean, geez, you know, you go through something like that. I I probably just uh, sit on the couch and say that say I'm done. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, but yeah. she's bam right back with it. Right, yeah, no, seriously, she got some heart. No, no pun intended. <laughs> she's got heart. Yeah. That's a fact. That's that's a. She's very accomplished, despite the fact, you know what I mean. Having your chest cracked open a couple times, that's not easy to deal with. So big props no. to Kelly for that, for sure, absolutely. So yeah, maybe you are in the wrong business, man. Yeah. <laughs> All these people from that your hometown there, you know, maybe you just maybe you should go play pool, see if you can take a couple titles too. Right. 
I don't see it in my immediate future, my friend. So. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we won't hold our breath. Um, the uh, 2016 also saw a uh, three-cushion championship out in North Holly, uh, Hollywood. North Hollywood. I, I'm stuttering over myself today. So congratulations to Hugo uh, Patino for winning that. That's pretty cool that they were able to hold that event at all. And, and uh, from what I understand, they had a great turnout. Uh, Daniel Bush of POV, they covered that, the video on it, and it was great. I got to watch some of it. It was good. You have to be a three-cushion fan to enjoy it, but uh, for what it was, it was outstanding. Um, the Rum I, Runner. I tell you, can I, can I just say something about three Sure, real absolutely. Quick? Yeah, I love that game. Have you played it with the heated tables and everything? I, I No, I have not. I've played it on a nice table, but not heated. Okay, look. Those guys, the way they, I got so much appreciate. I don't know why they don't. I don't know. Do they need to learn how to pocket balls? I'm not sure, but the accuracy that they have going around the table with the angles and the speed and everything else, to me, they can get shit on anything they yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely. And that we all know is a huge part of the game. If every ball straight in, you're never going to miss. Right, absolutely. The ball control is and, key. And they've got, they've got so much control. It's unbelievable and so much knowledge of the angles to do some of the things that they do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure why or if the money's just good playing three cushion. I, I, I But if they can learn how to pocket balls with that other, put that along with the skill that they have on the angles and the speed and everything else. Mm-hmm. I can't understand why they wouldn't all be just dominating pools. Uh, right. No, that's a really good question. I might be missing something, but uh, I don't, and I don't know what it is, but uh, I know that back in England, on, with the, when they played uh, English billiards, uh, you only have there was these old, there's three balls. There's uh, two white balls and a red ball. And it's the same concept, almost. Uh, you, you've got to be able to get around the, the table and no angles and everything else. And it seemed like most of the older guys who were just really good snooker players, they were all they all started playing billions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that's the actual game was billions, not right. snooker. Right. But right. Uh, they they were just uh, great once they started parking balls. It was it was just great. Right. So anyway, that's all we got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right though. You're right though. The precision involved is uh, is unparalleled. It, it's almost like you said. If you take the pockets out of the game, think about what is left of the game of billiards, other than pocketing, and that's that ball control position. You know, to a dime. You know, to the width, the thickness of a dime, not a width of a dime, but the thickness of a dime. Be able to put it on a millimeter anywhere you want to go. So those guys are, are, are very good at their game. Um, let's see. We got uh, the Brickyard went down. Mr. Justin Bergman busted that one off. And let's see. At the Rump Runner, Dennis Orcoyo took that one uh, with uh, Mr. Gomez and Kiamco coming in second and third. So congrats to those guys. Those... Uh, you know, they're not the biggest tournaments in the world, but they still have the biggest competi- uh, competitors out there showing up for those things. So anywhere Bergman or Orcolo shows up, 
it is not you're not going to have an easy time walking out of there <laughs> with the money. So uh, congrats to those dudes for that action. And what's coming up, Mark? Yeah. Super Billions Expo is coming up, yeah. I guess. Super Billions Expo. The Atlantic Challenge, Atlantic Cup Challenge. Oh, they're Atlantic getting ready for Cup, that, too. Yeah, the Super Billiards Expo is about to unravel, uh, unravel here in a couple of weeks out in uh, Philadelphia Expo Center. That's going to be April the 14th through the 17th. Uh, so if you're not already uh, planning on going, you should do that. That's a lot of cool stuff to see. A lot of great tournaments uh, surrounding that. And, uh, you know, it's just a giant horde of pool players all in the same place. So, you know, hey, what couldn't be better than that? Um, also coming up. <laughs> what? <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? You know, 3,000 pool players in the same room. Uh, and then, of course, there's uh, the brand new or reintroduced, maybe. No, I think this one's new. The U.S. Open one pocket. Uh, and uh, well, I, I'm stuttering again. U.S. Open one pocket is coming up uh, April 18th to the 21st in uh, connecticut that's another csi event there and are they holding that's right after the that's right after the super billion expo yeah right after the expo's over with then they go right into uh, i want to say both it's the one pocket starts immediately following the expo april 18th and then the u.s open straight pool is right on the heels of that so you've got the three events one right after the other so again if you have not if you want to go either to participate or spectate uh your time is running out you want to get in on that so uh get yourself ready it's time for some pool so what's going on out there uh, mr mark anything over on your neck of the woods uh no I don't, i'm trying to figure when is uh I think Scott Frost is playing Efren, a $50,000 Oh, match. yes, that's true, too. Uh, Casino Del Sol. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about it when it is. I know where it is. I just don't know when it is. So I think they're racing to something stupid, like 50 or something like that. Mm. 100. Huh. I'm going to have to check into that because uh, they haven't. Uh, I don't think they've posted anything, posted anything official yet. So we'll have to get back with you for, with more details on that. So, yeah. um, let me see what else we got. Okay. Send my condolences out to everybody, uh, friends of the family. Of uh, uh, Dan had a good friend who uh, passed away, and he didn't end up going to. I think he was going to Sweden with Marcus Schmidt for an uh, Interpol tournament. Yeah. Um, and obviously, condolences and heartfelt uh, best wishes to everybody and. Belgium that was affected by yeah. the terrorists. Yeah. Johnny Archer and uh, John Schmidt being pretty vocal there on Facebook about their opinions of yeah of everything that's going on with that. Getting political again. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah, that's it's all about politics and it's very, very unfortunate uh, that there are people out there that are willing to kill innocent people over it. So you're absolutely right. Uh, we don't certainly don't condone that, and we hope that everybody that was involved is uh, 
can get through it all right and everybody gets safe. So with that, uh, we will move on along and uh, you guys stick around for more with Matthew Weber right after this. All right, welcome back, everybody, to American Billiard Radio. I am talking with Mr. Matthew Weber. Uh, this guy has just uh, crashed onto the artistic pool scene, you know, with a bang, boom, bam. So how are you, how are you doing today, Matthew? Uh, good, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I imagine you're probably getting some of that cold slop that's rolling through the Midwest right about now, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of nasty out today. So, um, Matt, uh, for your fans out there, tell us uh, how old are you? Um, I just turned 15 years old. And ah, <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Okay. And where do you where are you from? Uh, I'm from Fishers, Indiana. Fishers, Indiana. Okay, gotcha. All right. So we've got Matthew Weber. Now, you are a, a trick shot artist. Is that a fair or uh, should I call it trick shot artist or... Um, yeah, trick Okay, just making sure I'm using the right terminology here. I don't want to call you <laughs> something. So, uh, how long have you been interested, like, uh, well, how long have you been shooting? When did you pick up a cue? Well, a couple of years ago, my dad bought a pool table because he used to play semi-professionally. Okay. And, um, so he'd asked me to play and I was, like, really bad and I was just doing it for fun. Like, it wasn't really an average thing. Like, maybe every couple of days I'd play. Until after about a year, it was just sitting there. And then my dad showed me a video of Florian Venom Kohler doing trick shots. Uh-huh. And when I saw that, I was just amazed. And <laughs> it was, like, really cold outside. So I was just bored, so I started doing trick shots. Yeah, yeah. So. And then eventually I started just posting videos um, and getting really interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of people were liking it. And then one day, Florian Venom Kohler decided to share the video I made. And it went viral, and since then I've been doing a lot of different like interviews and TV appearances and stuff. No, oh, excellent, excellent, wow! So you're you've only been at it for just a few years then? One year, actually. Oh, for just like, a year. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. Well, that, you've picked up a lot in a year. That's for sure. Well, I've seen some of your videos. That's uh, what's. Um, I, this is a loaded question because I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask you what your opinion is on it. What's the hardest part about doing artistic pool or doing trick shots well um it just depends like there's some trick shots that are way harder than others sure sure but um they're as long as you're having fun with it it doesn't really matter yeah but i'd say the hardest part for me is just like balancing this with school because i get home yeah i do my homework do my chores play pool and then just repeat pretty much yes but so i'd say hardest part is balancing with school yeah, with everything else there is in life that you, <laughs> that that yeah. people have to do, certainly, yeah. and then there's the actual uh, the practicing of it takes an enormous amount of patience. Um, you know, I've dabbled with a couple of trick shots, and it, and I knew it was not for me <laughs> because of that <laughs> reason. I'm not all that patient of a person, so I, I got to give you credit for. You know, trying the same shot over and over and over and over and over until your you know your hands are sore basically. So, yeah. Well, that I mean that's fun. That now I understand you just went out to your first um, 
official appearance at a professional contest out in St. Charles at the 2016 uh, U.S. Open trick shot thing. How was that for you? Oh, it was awesome. You know, meeting a lot of the players who inspired me to start playing. Yeah. Being able to compete against them and show them what I could do. It's a really great experience. Yeah, heck yeah, man. It had to be a lot of fun. And and it wasn't really all that far from where you live either. So you didn't have to, you know, jump, yeah. jump on a plane and fly for six hours or something like that. But Yeah, that was great. It's, uh, well, and it seems like that's a, a, a nice bunch of people that you were out there playing with. You know what I mean? The, oh, yeah, they're all very nice. Um, you know, afterwards, like, if they pulled off a shot against me I couldn't make, afterwards, after the match, they'd, like, show me how to do it. Yeah. So I learned a lot while I was there, too, from them. Awesome. So awesome. Now, other than just having practiced a lot yourself, do you, are, are you working with uh, any particular instructors, or are you just uh, out there blazing your own trail? Um, I taught myself everything. I've never really worked with an, ext- an uh, instructor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you play any regular pool games, you know, eight ball, nine ball, any of that other stuff, or is it just this is one of the things you do? Well, I've never done like a tournament in eight ball or nine ball, but I do play that a lot, you know, with um, my dad, my mom. Sure. Um, I have a couple videos actually of me like running racks and stuff, <laughs> but I'm I'm way more serious about the trick shots, but I still love. <laughs> <laughs> can now can this is a this is also a vital question you know uh this is one of those take your parents in the other room because i'm about to ask the kid a question um can you beat your dad <laughs> can you beat him on the table yep <laughs> yeah okay good yeah good, good. all right congratulations man i mean That's he's good. beating me a lot sure well yeah yeah yeah. He, he sort of taught me eight ball, nine ball, and what to do, and like English on the cue ball and stuff. Sure, sure. And then eventually I started picking up, and then I saw things on the internet and just started teaching myself. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. That's uh, it's always a, a good accomplishment. See, because if you're a dad, there's no there's no glory in glory in being able to beat a ten year old, but <laughs> but a ten year old to be able to beat his dad, and I'll see that's some glory right there. Once you know. <laughs> You can beat somebody four or five times your age. That's awesome. Well, good. So, uh, what uh, is your? Do you have a plan that involves pool for the future? Well, what I'm going to do is right now. I'm just for the next couple of years throughout my high school. I'm just going to get my name out there and you know compete in tournaments and do whatever shows and stuff comes sure. up. Sure. And I'm going to probably go to college for like business management or something. Mm-hmm. And then after college, I'm going to start to try to travel around and do shows sort of like what Florian Kohler does. Sure. And, you know, if that doesn't work out, then, of course, I went to college, so I'd have something to fall back on. Yes, of course, of course. No, yeah, no, you're right. And and that's another props to you for thinking it through because uh, I'm sure your parents are smart enough to know that uh, education is the most important thing, you know. Yeah. So uh, if we can uh spend our time playing pool and even perhaps even make a little money at it then that's great but you got to have an education so you know yeah of course does you you have uh, other any other brothers or sisters that play um not that play but i do have brothers and sisters um <laughs> my older brother when we first got the pool table we'd play a lot and he'd always beat me mm-hmm. but until i started getting good we just haven't played that much anymore <laughs> all right is he scared of you yet <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Can you beat him on the table then? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So you're the you're the Weber House champion then at least if, if not anything else, you know. <laughs> yeah. You can claim that turf as your own. That's good stuff, <laughs> man. All right. Well, that's outstanding. Um if you let me think. Uh here's a good philosophical question. Um if when you are uh let's say 10 years from now, you're, you're going to be 25 and you're going to listen to this interview someday. What would you tell yourself ten years from now? Um, what What do you tell the future Matt? <laughs> um, man, um, probably yeah. just say keep playing pool. <laughs> yeah, are you having fun with it? You know what I mean. Oh is, yeah, is that's, it, that's uh, the most important part. Right. You know, the second it's not fun, then I'll probably stop doing it. But I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> are you having fun with it? Might be a good question to ask yourself, or. Uh, you know, hopefully, are you better than you were ten years ago? You know, that's yeah. that would be a good, a good question <laughs> to ask yourself. If you're not any better, and it's ten years later, maybe you should think about doing something else. But <laughs> no, that's fun. What What else do you like to do? Uh, I mean, is it pool? Is just that it, or do you uh, make quilts? Or are you a good chef? Or do you train dogs or anything? Well, um. Before I played pool, I was a drummer. I actually played drums for a couple years, Ooh. and I still do for, like, school band. Nice. But ever since um, pool, I sort of drifted away from practicing my drums to practicing sure. pool sure. a little bit more. So I haven't touched my drum set in a while, actually. Oh, excellent, excellent. I, I have dabbled in percussion myself a little bit there. That's good. <laughs> That's uh, also a fun thing to do. Uh, drumming is, yeah. is a lot of is a blast. Yeah. Well, excellent. All right. Well, do you want to send any shouts out to your friends or your family? Any sponsors you want to give props to? Um, I actually, I would like to thank my sponsors, um, Grinding Clothing Company, Jacoby Custom Cues, Marty Carey Jump Cues, the WAPPA. Um, they've all been very um, good to me and treating me well. Um, I'm just very excited to be on their team. So I want to thank them for everything they've been doing for me because sure. it would be hard to do what I'm doing without them. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Excellent. Well, that's good. And um, I want to thank your parents and yourself for letting us uh, take your time to do the interview. I appreciate it. And uh, keep up the good work, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you've got you know um, so much going for you right now. Like you said, 10 years from now, you should be doing even more amazing things. So the best of luck to you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, and I'll talk to you again soon, Matt. Mm -hmm.